Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Lockdown Talkdown. My name is Ian and I have decided that we are in such unprecedented times that it would be an intro. Unprecedented. Unprecedented? Unprecedented. Unprecedented. I'd say unprecedented. Um, yeah, so this is um, an historical moment in our time. A historical moment. For God's sake. Uh, I thought it would be an interesting thing to document it in a series of podcasts. And over the next few weeks and months, I'm going to speak to people that I know, maybe some people that I don't really know, um, to find out how they have endured lockdown what they've made of it. Um, even once we're beyond, hopefully we're beyond lockdown, um, it'll be interesting to catch up with people and find out how they coped through these um, very difficult times. And um, I thought I'd start with someone that I know probably better than anyone else, or too well. Um, my partner slash soon-to-be wife, Julie, so she is going to be my first guest. I mean, I've already interviewed her. We've recorded the interview. Um, I'm just intro introducing it just now. She's sitting watching me doing this, looking at me like like a dog watching a human being doing something that they don't quite understand. Um, so hopefully this is of high quality. And if it's not, then I apologise right now. Um, so yeah, so this is this is us talking about lockdown. Enjoy. Bring it closer to me and less close to you. But then it'll be imbalanced. No, it won't. Right, listen, we're recording now, but okay. I edit this bit out. Right. The bit at the start doesn't have to be in it. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Let me hear your voice. This is my voice. Still quiet. You, sound, you think we're doing an ASMR video? I'm quiet anyway. <laughs> it's my quietness. This is the ASMR my natural pod. quietness. Do you know what ASMR is? Yeah, it's that thing where they, like, um, People usually they whisper and make funny me. <laughs> Cat noises and stuff. Like why that. would you listen to that? Why would Why would somebody like? Do people get some turned people on? Get, I was just gonna say that. Some people get turned on by it. You're gonna listen to somebody eating a bag of crisps really some loudly. Get really sexually aroused by that. It was a. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching something about that not long ago. About ASMR. It was something on the BBC, I think. Yeah. Right. What's been the best part of lockdown for you? It's been not having to deal with school. Um, I think just letting the kids do kind of what they want to do and they've been really relaxed and there's not been really much stress at all. I just feel it's been a very relaxed time and you haven't had to work so we've had a lot of time together. I think it's actually been nice. I mean, apart from obviously all the people getting ill, which is not nice, but thankfully we've managed to avoid it. You well, just we you've, think yeah. we think we've managed to avoid it. Um, yeah. Well, we've had a test. Yeah. <laughs> you did a test on me. Well, we didn't know. We we bought a test from Superdrug Doctors. That's right. It was a bit of a disaster. And you helped administer it. Uh -huh. And then nearly fainted. Yeah, I had to produce like six millilitres of blood. And at the end of it, you were lying on the floor crying, going, there's too much blood, when there's we, too much blood. When we bought the test, I thought it was going to be like one wee drop of blood on a bit of paper or something, and then you send it away, like when your baby does a wee heel prep test and it's born. See, I thought it was going to be like a swab. I thought I'd just yeah. have to lick like a cotton bud and then just send it mm -hmm. back to Superdrug. I knew it was blood, but 
when a wee, when a, a, a vial arrived with a lid on it mm. and I think we had three or four lances and it said like you know just keep pricking your finger until till you get enough blood prick your finger and it says milk the finger and we're like milking your finger and more blood's running out and more blood's running out and, and I'm starting to feel like oh my head's going funny can't see properly and and you know I'm trying to say to you oh it's okay <laughs> like just keep going well just I could feel going. I could feel the blood running out of my finger and you were going oh <laughs> I could actually feel I was having to push blood out my own finger which is not a natural process pushing, to go through you were, you were like moving your hand right down your full arm and I'm going do it right to the bottom of your pinky oh. but then you ended up on the floor going oh I ended up on the floor it was like when I was doing a um a work experience at the vets and I had to watch this really horrible operation on a, a dog's back or something so and, me... I, and I ended up on the floor and they're going put your head between your legs that's what it reminded me of so I was down on the floor putting my head between my legs right um yeah so is that the highlight of uh lockdown um me coaxing blood out my finger and you almost fainting well thankfully that was probably about a month and a half ago wasn't it so you know we sort of managed to forget that anyway we sent the test away and then they said um we lost your blood we lost your blood we we lost your test so they give us the money back and then about a week later they sent the result yeah but see that's made me think the result's not legit mm. The fact that they sent it, the fact that I got an email saying, uh, sorry, we lost your blood, so here's a refund. Mm. And then about four days later, I got another email going, yeah, you didn't have coronavirus. I think, I, I mm. actually think there were people in the super drug labs flipping coins, yeah. going right heads, <laughs> they've got it, tails have not got it, and then just write it to them. Mm-hmm. So I don't well, know. Who knows? I mean, we did have something in March, like mid to end of March, we were... Ill. all unwell yeah but i don't know if that's just a psychosomatic thing because i've spoken to loads uh, of people no, who said they were ill i don't think children's temperatures and people having headaches is psychosomatic no i'm not saying we weren't even thinking about coronavirus at that time well we were that was the start of like I remember things i had to take angus to the, the i was going to say the vet the doctors for a, for a cough right <laughs> yeah so um hmm. yeah what about i mean how do you feel about the kids going back to school a bit nervous. Why? Because we were they were meant to be going back in two groups. Our group was the Thursday Friday, mm. and it was small classes, two meter social distancing. I mean, there is no chance. Like our younger kids cannot social distance. It's not possible. No, even if there was going to be twelve in the class, I think mm. social distancing well, would be impossible. If there's going to be nearly thirty of them, we we went in the last week. You know, I took Doug in for his we um induction. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to see what the school looked like in its new setup, it was completely bare. There was not a bit of soft furnishing. All, only thing in the classrooms that had been all been cleared out. Ten desks, ten chairs, twenty trays for the two groups of kids, and that was it. So there's going to be ten kids in each class, and the teacher couldn't even manage to work out how she was going to space all the desks two meters apart because there wasn't enough room in the class. So what she was hoping for was an announcement that they were going to one metre social distancing. And it turned out the announcement was no social distancing. Everybody's going back to school. There you go. Deal with it. Um, And the teachers had just a couple of days to decide what they were going to do. And I think in our authority, they decided that they were just going to leave things as they were with the 10 desks, 10 chairs. And we'll just have to wait and see what happens. But we've not had any 
for the world. Well, apparently, it's just a very ambiguous email. Apparently, at the end of July, around the twenty seventh or twenty eighth of July, mm-hmm. we'll be told. Well, the teachers will be told, and then parents will be told. Yeah. In which case, the teachers will have about a week and a half to get mm. the schools in order. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I I spoke to someone who said that they were told that what the teaching unions are pushing for is that the teachers get if they have to go back to normal they want more than one in service day just oh, to try it. and because they've got they've basically got a monday oh, to fix yeah. the school and no. then the kids will all be coming the back on tuesday is bare there is yeah. nothing in there on all, all the, the schools yeah, everything's, everything's going everything's into storage away. furniture's in storage all the resources are gone and rather i mean apparently they chucked loads of stuff out so i mean that's complete waste and apparently well the other thing that's a problem is the school uniform you know like mm-hmm. the primary school that our youngest is in mm-hmm. we've been told to provide like joggy bottoms mm-hmm. but then if the schools are going back to normal do we have to buy normal clothes as well do we buy two sets of two sets of clothes just in case have to you know buy all the stuff from marks and spencers then find out we didn't need any of it no what a waste well he could wear it at the weekend (laughs) i mean he likes to wear school trousers at the weekend doesn't he (laughs) that's not Mm. true um so do you think how do you think the government's handled it (laughs) which one Oh. We've got two governments. I mean, the Scottish government, government. The Scottish government. I think they've done pretty well. I mean, I think until the, the school homes was a disaster. Until the school, I think we, you know, we both had talked about how well yeah. they'd handled it. Nicola yeah, Sturgeon definitely. had come across really well. The school things. The school thing. It is feels. An yeah, disaster. it feels rushed because yeah. we were told ten days earlier that you know it you're going to get blended yet learning for a year. It could be all year, yeah. And then suddenly John Swinney stands up and says, uh, "Right, schools are going back to normal mm-hmm. after the holidays." I think it would be much more sensible to leave it for a term or maybe leave it even till September break, yeah. have an extended September break or whatever and, and then go back. But the, to just put them all in, it feels like throwing them all. I really want to use that kind of language. It feels like they're just kind of thrown in mm-hmm. if they are going to put them all well, back. I mean, it's too soon Everything for me, else personally. is like, you know, you, you know we're, we're still in lockdown. Yeah, yeah. we're supposed to be getting married in yes. three weeks yes. and we've spoken to the registrar who's a friend of ours uh, it's supposed to be we are getting married in three well weeks. we haven't had it definitely we don't know for definite and you know the registrar was telling us that mm-hmm. she's gonna have to have three different pens in three separate poly pockets that she has to keep for 72 hours yeah. you know away from human contact uh-huh. and she has to do a demonstration on how to cough into your elbow and how to wash your hands and how to use hand sanitizer mm-hmm. This is two weeks before the schools are meant yeah. to go back to complete normal. Mm-hmm. And that's what, in weddings, you're only allowed to have eight people there. You can only have three different households. And two weeks later, the schools are going to return. Yeah. So 30 different households in one room. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It just seems, it does seem very rushed. Mm-hmm. Everything else, like the hairdressers, um, the weddings, all these things are slowly in pubs. We've only got the beer gardens just now. And yet, for some reason, five weeks from now, it's going to be safe mm-hmm. to send all those kids back to school. Um, are pubs even open at all here? The beer garden's open today. Oh, did they? I, I mean, didn't know that. obviously you yeah. and I never go to pubs, but no. apparently the beer garden's open today, mm, right. which is exciting. But I, what I don't understand is, where's your pee? Mm, good point. Because you can't go into the pub, and surely once you've had a couple of drinks, right. you need a pee. Are they going to give folk buckets? Although I think um, when I was looking at arrangements for pubs being open in England, they were allowed to go in and use toilets, but they were trying to have people seated outside. Right. So I think the toilets are allowed to be used. They've just got to be cleaned really frequently. That's 
That was something that I had kind of raised as an issue for the schools was toilets and how that's a, an issue of spreading. Because they're meant to go and wash their hands in there, they're meant to go and obviously do the toilet there, then wash their hands. There'll be a lot of kids going in and out washing hands. And... There's so many places that you can't police. I mean, mm-hmm. the biggest concern we've got is transport. Yeah. Like, we've after the summer, we will have kids at three different schools. Yeah. We've got two different secondary schools mm-hmm. and we've got a primary school. How on earth, and two of you know, the, the secondary schools are in two different towns. Yeah. How are they going to get to school? We can't, unless you build a TARDIS, mm-hmm. we can't get the kids to school. Well, it's getting, you can't get, two adults can't take, you know, three different schools and all be there for nine o'clock. 10 to 9 or whatever yeah. it is. So, yeah, that's a wee bit of an issue. But usually, but there then will be they, trains they, and are they just, school well, buses. If they're just throwing the kids under the, it's as if they are just throwing them under the car basically saying right you guys can just go out there and catch it yeah. um but the, the thing is i mean what i'd read yesterday was or i'd heard yesterday i heard one of the scottish medical people saying that they're planning to kids will no longer have to social distance but the adults will mm-hmm. so the idea is that the teachers won't have they won't be able to go into the staff room together but the problem is in secondary school anyway kids will have to go to different classes or have different teachers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if there's anything transmitted from children to teachers, the teachers will then end up getting it transmitted and, as well. They won't know who's passed it on. Of course not. That's that was the thing. If the, if you had the small groups, mm-hmm. you might be able to isolate those yeah. that were passing it on. But if you've mm-hmm. got thirty kids and they're going round the school, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's the. I mean, I think talking to quite a few people, it's definitely the one area that's causing definitely. because we were quite calm. Yeah. A few months ago, when we'd spoken to the school about what the measures were going to be, mm-hmm. we knew it was coming, and then three days before the end of yeah. term, we get this and grenade at the launched kids, at us. The kids have been told extensively. They've had yeah. Zoom meetings. They've had emails. Everybody's been, you know, induction for the youngest. Everybody has been informed. This is how things are going to be, and then suddenly, right at the end of term, the rugs pulled out from under everyone, and we just have no clue. No. You know, and and everybody's uncertain from the oldest child to the youngest. They're all uncertain, and you can tell they're a wee bit nervous about it. Well, I think a lot of parents and a lot of pupils. It, I don't want to say it's ruined the summer holiday, mm. but it's meant that you've now it's got this put a yeah shadow over things. You're you're, and, you're just anticipating this yeah. horrible end of yeah, the summer. I mean, the, yeah. the end of the summer holidays is always a bit depressing mm. for kids anyway, mm-hmm. but I think it's going to be worse, and yeah. especially because. They've not been at school since the beginning that's of March. Right. That's right. Which it, is, it almost, at the moment, said, that's four months ago. Yeah, I said to you, the, the two days a week was almost like a nice kind of oh, way to break yeah. in, even if they'd done it up to September. Oh, they've been, at that point, they've been off school for five months. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've almost mm-hmm. half a year of not been yeah. at school. So the idea of going back for us for, for a couple of days, mm-hmm. that actually seemed like quite a good idea. Yeah. But we don't know. I mean, that could, it could still go back. No. I mean, if the numbers, I think if the numbers haven't been fully eradicated up here, and I think with pubs and shops opening just now mm-hmm. we probably will see you'll start to see a few mm-hmm. cases going up again i mean yeah. certainly in england you can see that it's starting yeah. to go up well, in certain Dundas, areas they had a, a cluster there mm-hmm. uh, it won't take much just it only no. takes one case in a, in a school it's just that or the something schools i mean in england they've said that they've been able to identify several you know it's like 40 odd cases mm, linked to school. different schools have been yeah. linked to you know like spreading of covid so mm-hmm. i don't know as a parent and as a person who doesn't want to catch it particularly, 
it really does kind of worry me slightly. Yeah. Well, definitely. And else you want to say about coronavirus? Mm. No. Mm. Go away. Yeah. Go, Go away. away. Corona. Ruddy coronavirus. Yeah. Oh, I just hope there's not a second peak coming. Oh, it's just, we it's, have been very, very careful. We've yeah. been very I mean, we're still, we're still not going out. I mean, we're, we're now in the second week of July and we have still been getting our shopping delivered, you know, doing it online, getting it delivered. Mm. We've not done anything as a family no. since March. We've not no. been anywhere. Um, you know, so we've, that's, we've, that's a bit sad. It is a bit sad. Mm. But what's annoying is, you know, some people have come out of lockdown mm. and... The, you know, the people who are, you know, maybe acting slightly irresponsibly, it could mean that we have to stay in lockdown even longer, sure. even though we've been in lockdown all this yeah. time. Yeah. And I don't know why people don't just see that, you know, if you just adhere to social distancing a bit longer, mm-hmm. things will go back to normal. But mm-hmm. it's this hedonistic rush mm-hmm. to go to the pub, to go to the beach, mm-hmm. to do all the crazy stuff that you used to, you know, go yeah. to the pub at half six in the morning and Super Saturday. Mm-hmm. This rush to get back to normality, you know, queuing for four hours outside Primark, all these things are just, you're just going to end up back in lockdown again. I think it's a shame for people that have to go to work mm-hmm. um, because they have been put at, at extreme risk at times. I mean, medical staff, absolutely amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. they are the true heroes of the whole coronavirus epidemic, really. And the people in the shops. Absolutely. The staff in the grocery shops yeah. who, I mean, I've been in our local co-op and witnessed people being rude to the staff. Mm-hmm. And the staff are, I mean, you know, they won't be getting paid huge amounts of money. Mm-hmm. They're just as at risk of catching it as anyone else. Yeah. And I've seen some really rude, unpleasant behaviour in our local shop. And I think I don't. I don't think they've had the recognition they it's deserve. It's absolutely disgusting that anyone would do that. Well, I think even at any time, yeah, without coronavirus, yeah. anyone that's rude to someone in a shop is mm-hmm. a scumbag. But doing it right now, when you know this idea that we are all pulling together mm-hmm. and the nation mm-hmm. is supposed to be uniting behind yeah. fighting coronavirus, yeah. and yet people can still complain when there's mm-hmm. no eggs mm-hmm. in the co-op. Know. You know, getting angry at someone in the but, co-op who's—it's not their fault. There are yeah. no eggs in the shop. But there's loads of people being furloughed, and. There's people that are still having to go to work and they're not getting paid really any extra. And no. Some people were getting a wee bit of a pay rise and things, but you know NHS staff are still going to work. Yeah. And they're getting paid the same amount of money. And there's people sitting at home on furlough, mm-hmm. getting paid their full wage, and they're you know there's people like that complaining. Yeah. Um, it's why not necessarily about the NHS, but no, you but know, complain about things yeah. not being able to, like the lack of liberty they've got yeah. and. Like, I can't go to the pub and you think, yeah. oh my God, shut up about the pub and just, you know, there's people dying in hospitals. This is why I think the idea of a universal basic income would have been good because it would have meant mm-hmm. that the ones who did go out to work, like the, right, the shop workers yeah. and the NHS staff, they would have got some extra yeah, remuneration for the work they were it. doing mm-hmm. and everyone else would still have been paid mm-hmm. for staying at home. Yeah. And I think it would have been a nice way to recognise the extra efforts that people in shops, mm-hmm. the delivery drivers, the people mm-hmm. in hospitals, mm-hmm. the, you know, the people that still have to go out and clean, yeah. the guys that do the bins, all these people would have got the extra, you know, mm-hmm. it's all great, you know, clapping for them on a Thursday night, but clapping doesn't really, no. doesn't pay the bills. And that, my worry going forward, because, you know, we had another clap on Sunday for the NHS, and my worry is that this is what the the government, the UK government will now say when they're asked, you know, are you going to give money to doctors and nurses? They'll say, well, no, we show our appreciation by clapping for them every Sunday. That's not good enough. No. 
that's I mean it's it's good you know people like it's us or, awesome, people it? saying it's you know we, we really thank and we're grateful for all the things that you do but government needs to you know mm. need to reward these people mm-hmm. and the only way to reward them is to give yeah. them better working conditions and give them more money mm-hmm. so yeah so it's been I don't like to say I've enjoyed the lockdown because that's not the right I word know, it but it's not bad. it's not been and it's not been a negative experience no. I've found my stress levels in life have just mm-hmm. come right down mm-hmm. because I've not had to go to work we've yeah. not had to deal with getting the kids to different schools and uh and I've been at home at night you know, yeah. you've liked it because I've basically made dinner every we, night we also have children with medical conditions that they need to have a lot of hospital appointments and things like that and mm. that's all kind of been over the telephone which has been Aye. quite nice not to, have to run up and down to hospitals and realising, th- I'm hoping this is one of the positives to come out of this is that people realise that you can do certain appointments yeah. over the phone I mean my, my own work I've mm-hmm. been doing some of it over FaceTime and over yeah. the phone and it's it's fine. That's right. So hopefully, I mean, environmentally, mm-hmm. maybe people won't need to use their cars yeah. quite as much. Yeah. And people might value their time a bit mm-hmm. more as well. They realise yeah. that they can do things from home. And I think hopefully employers as well will realise that workers can be trusted mm-hmm. to work from home. Because, you know, millions of people mm-hmm. have been working from home. Mm-hmm. Um, And I hope it does. I, I, what I really don't want to see is like six months from now, everything's just gone back to yeah. normal. The environment, you know, is a mess again and everybody's just like working <laughs> seven days a week and we've just gone straight back to all the stressful stuff that we had I at think the start of the year. It could be so good for women working from home more, mm-hmm. definitely. Because, you know, when you've got young kids and you've got, you're juggling so many things in life. I mean, good for men as well and good for couples. If you wanted to work from home, you both wanted to work from home if you're able to. Well, it's good for kids because they get to spend more time that's with their right, parents. That's right. And I you mean, can get a lot done. See the number of people so. that I've seen though on Facebook going, oh my God, I, I you know, I, I love teachers because like, I can't believe they have to put up with my children. Yeah. You know, I think, and this is the thing, I think people think teachers are just babysitters. Yeah. And I think it's made, again, you know, we talk about maybe appreciating people more. I think those parents who've tried to homeschool their children have maybe suddenly realised, oh, this actually really hard. do you know what teaching is <laughs> yeah. not as easy and that's your own child you know you've yeah. got two or three four kids of your own mm. you're not dealing with 30 mm. kids that aren't yours i don't know how they do it really no. don't it's some well i have struggling. done it yeah. but yeah it's it's a difficult job yeah, being a teacher um but yeah it's it's been a i mean it's a historical moment mm. i mean this is it's, it's like a war basically and uh-huh. it's something that when we're older, we we'll look it's, back. It's not though to us. I mean, no, it's not. It's not affected our parents went through. No, not. Or, but I just mean in terms of like a, a national crisis. Yeah. We're like you know it's constantly on the news. It's the, thing we talk about all the time. Yeah, they talk about the banking crash and things, and I don't think that coronavirus has yet caused as much as the banking crash. Believe no. It or not. No. But um, yeah, this will go down in history. You know, like the the, the Spanish flu. It'll be surreal the, when you, you know, when you talk about it. The fact yeah. that you know. Everything stopped for four or five yeah. months. It's one of those things that the grandchildren will get sent home to ask you. Mm-hmm. What was it like in coronavirus time? And you'll be like, uh, well, we watched a lot of Netflix mm-hmm. and uh, got online shopping, mm-hmm. delivered to our door. I suppose you can say granny and grandpa got married. Yeah, that's true. That's well, my parents? No, I mean us. Oh, us? Right, when the grandchildren ask If that us. happens. Oh, let's hope so. Right. Anyway, thanks for... So that's a nice thing. Thanks for letting me interview you. Are you, you want me to finish now? No, my hand's can... getting sore holding my all phone right, up. I can hold it if you want. No, it's all right. <laughs> you didn't think I would speak. Yeah, I'll do. It's fine. I can stop it.
Bye. You know, you don't say bye to him. <laughs> Jesus, it's not a phone call. Well, you you usually say bye in your other podcast. I know, but oh, it doesn't matter. It's meant like it's meant to just like fade out from the interview, and then I would just the like, music would cut in. Oh, okay. Right, say okay. bye then. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>